How can they pass judgment if they don't know what it's all about? I hold it the very law we are here to enforce excludes such testimony. That remark is an insult to this entire community. And this community is an insult to the world. This is Mr. Sledge's After Party, the Whenever He Wants podcast supplement meant for entertainment purposes only and does not reflect the opinions of the rest of the Court of Nerds. This is a not-safe-for-work podcast, so don't play it in open air. And now, Mr. Sledge. Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of Mr. Sledge's After Party. This is the landing pad for all nerdy topics that I want to riff, elucidate on, or cuss about. And I intend to do all three on this week's topic. Video game violence. Uh, Minecraft Derp 69 asks, do video games make us violent? I don't know, Morty, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty violent right now because I just got done playing some Tetris, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hopped up. Jeez, Morty, relax. What the hell? What's gotten into you? You're so violent all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty violent right now. I'm getting sick of all this crap. Oh my god, I'm really Morty. violent because I just played Tetris. Take I'm, gonna, it I'm, gonna, I'm gonna burn some people up. Mr. Meeseeks. I'm gonna burn something. Subdue Morty. No, get off of me. I'm violent. I'm as violent as they come. Be Unhand me. Unhand me. Ah, the shit again. It is the boogeyman ready-made for the deflectionist. It is the talking point birthed of hypocritical false concern. It is a politician's scapegoat for an action. It is... Just so fucking stupid. Now, before I get into the weeds, I will state that I'm not an expert on anything other than snark. You can disagree with me, hell, who doesn't, but realize that you probably shouldn't get advice from a fucking podcast. As a young man growing up in the 80s and 90s, it is amazing to think back at how concerned people were about video games and violence. I say people when I actually mean personalities that market fear as a commodity to parents. Your kid will grow up to be a deranged serial killer if she is allowed to see the pixelated animated blood in Mortal Kombat. Your child will become a sexual deviant if he is exposed to the polygon-clad card girls in Super Off-Road. Be outraged, parents! Now listen to my solution to the problem, which just so happens to be something I want you to do. Your kid needs to play more sports, read their Bible more, stop doing X so that they can do Y or Z. Conveniently, I happen to have Y and Z right here. Never mind that violent crime is actually at an all-time low and continuing to decline over the past 30 years. Never mind that millennials commit less crime than Gen Xers did, and a whole lot less than baby boomers. These are statistical facts. But we have to be scared, don't we? We need something to blame. In the wake of the most recent school shooting... Sad that this podcast could be played at multiple times over the past few years, and it would still be current. After the thoughts and prayers were dutifully offered up by the faithful masses, attention was then turned to why it happened, and what could be done to prevent another. Depending on your level of cognitive dissonance, you seem to be shunted into rabbit holes of dubious reasoning and victim blaming. Never mind the mounds of data from experts and international comparisons, never mind the heartfelt cries of adolescents, never mind talking to law enforcement about what they feel the actual problem is, the problem has to be anything. Anything but the thing we dare not name. So we have to find a different thing to blame. Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin focused on violent video games as part of a, quote, culture of death that is being celebrated and leading to these kinds of incidents. 
Quote, There are video games that, yes, are listed for mature audiences, but kids play them, and everybody knows it, and there's nothing to prevent your child from playing them. They celebrate the slaughtering of people. There are games that literally replicate and giving people the ability to score points for doing the very same thing that these students are doing inside of schools, where you get extra points for finishing someone off who's lying there begging for his life. These are quote-unquote video games, and they are forced down our throats under the guise of protected speech. End quote. Bevan continued, seemingly referring to the 2011 Supreme Court decision that prevents content-based restriction on games. Quote, It's garbage! It's the same as pornography. They have desensitized people to the value of human life, to the dignity of women, to the dignity of human decency. We're reaping all that we have sown. End quote. Hmm, human decency... Reaping what we have sown, eh? Is that how you explain the current occupant of the White House? Anywho, uh, desperate to blame anything other than the thing you can't blame, White House Press Secretary and Mole Man Impersonator, Sarah Huckabee Sanders sent shockwaves through the game community last week when she said Trump had planned a meeting with the industry to discuss links between consumption of video game violence and the committing of real-world violence. The comment was specifically related to Trump's evolving and at times confusing response to the shootings at the Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida this past month, which has reignited the debate around gun control and violent media. At the time, neither the ESA nor the largest American game companies had seemingly been made aware of this opposed meeting with Trump. The Entertainment Software Association, the lobbying arm of the video game industry that also oversees the medium's content rating system, confirmed today that we'll in fact meet with President Donald Trump this week, according to Rolling Stone. The meeting, which will involve discussions of violent games and real-world gun violence, will take place on Thursday, March 8th, and it may include representatives from the world's largest video game publishers and developers. The ESA, which contends there, there is no scientifically proven link between video game and violent crime or behavior, includes representations from Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Entertainment, and Ubisoft, among others. It is unclear, at this time, which companies plan to send representatives to the White House. While President Trump has not definitely stated that he believes violent video games or other media lead to people to commit acts like school shootings, he has pointed the finger at games for, quote, shaping young people's thoughts, end quote. Adding that, quote, we have to do something, and maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. End quote. Profound, I know. It's unclear if Trump or people close to the president believe the industry needs potentially unconstitutional regulation or simply more robust content warnings. Complicating the matter is the fact that the National Rifle Association and other pro-gun groups tend to use violent media as a way to deflect criticism of gun control and prevent legislation related to the access to firearms. Whoops, I just said the thing that you're not supposed to say. The statement issued by the ESA reads as a staunch defense of video games, which notably are protected under the First Amendment after the landmark 2011 Supreme Court ruling designated games as art with the same protections as film, TV, books, and other forms of artistic expression. Here is the statement in full. <gasps> Quote, Video games are enjoyed around the world, and numerous authorities and reputable scientific studies have found no connection between games and real-life violence. Like all Americans, we are deeply concerned about the level of gun violence in the United States. Video games are plainly not the issue. Entertainment is distributed and consumed globally, but the U.S. has an exponentially higher level of gun violence than any other nation. 
The upcoming meeting at the White House, which the ESA will attend, will provide the opportunity to have a fact-based conversation about video game ratings, our industry's commitment to parents, and the tools we provide to make informed entertainment choices. End quote. You see, games have been the favorite explanation for school shootings and other youth violence among many commenters, at least since the shootings of the 1999 Columbine Massacre, which revealed to be fans of Doom. Some media reports focus on the 2007 Virginia Tech shooter's love of Counter-Strike, and the Norwegian mass shooter claimed that his trial, at his trial that he was trained for his rampage by using Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Florida lawmaker Jack Thompson was one of the loudest proponents of the link between video games and real-world violence for years before he was disbarred in disgrace in 2008. But violent video games as a potential cause for real shootings is the idea that has been floated in some form uh, by everyone from the NRA to President Obama over the past few years. International companies of per capita spending on violent games and gun-related murders show a negative correlation between the two. And meta-analysis of video games, violent studies have shown that there is no real link between imaginary on-screen violence and actual aggressive behavior. Long-term longitudinal studies for children from the 90s showed that only very minor increase in behavioral problems for children who played violent video games. But other research has shown that violent video game players actually do become desensitized to violence, at least in the short term. Science aside, video games and other violent media will likely be the focus of many politicians and commentators looking for an explanation for the latest bout of violence in the next few days, or whenever the next, you know, comes about. International statistic comparisons, though, suggest that the prevalence of guns in the United States is more closely related to these kinds of mass shootings. I might have just inadvertently said the thing I'm not supposed to say again. Now... I'm not saying don't be concerned about violence in video games. Be as concerned about it as snuff porn or Quentin Tarantino films. Exposing kids to realistic violence seems like a very bad idea. Hell, sometimes I think letting kids watch Power Rangers is a bad idea because you'll be dealing with them karate chopping everything around the house, if not each other. Obviously, just letting the consumer decide isn't going to work. ESRB ratings seem odd and at times nonsensical. The original Mortal Kombat is still rated M for some reason. Even educating people on games doesn't seem to mean anything if parents don't enforce it and kids become like ninjas with hiding things they know that they shouldn't have. So the solution brought to you by people like Governor Bevan is to ban certain kinds of games believing that it will have an impact. It is unclear why banning certain kinds of video games will have an impact, but banning certain kinds of guns won't. So what are you doing to protect my constitutional right to bear doomsday devices? Well, first off, we're gonna get rid of that three-day waiting period for mad scientists. Damn straight! Today the mad scientist can't get a doomsday device, tomorrow it's the mad grad student. Where will it end? Amen, brother. I don't go anywhere without my mutated anthrax. For duck hunting. Thanks for stopping by the after party. If you're of the wrestling persuasion, check out our own Benjamin Raven's 34-day-long collaboration with the Geekverse on WrestleMania. I just found out that a suplex isn't German for souffle. I'm Kevin from the Court of Nerds asking, what are Mario's pants made out of? Oh, I know. Denim, denim, denim. Bye.